0: in the crates for something Welcome back to the show. So sorry for the late upload. I've have I've had some issues this week, so this I did not intend to be uploading this on a Wednesday night. But uh, I actually recorded an episode with my friend Nick last night, and it didn't work out. I can't post it, and that's not because I have it, and I'm not. I'm just not gonna put it out there. It just it literally won't work. He's in California. He recorded his audio there. It didn't record right, and I have no idea how I can sync them up. So it would just be unlistenable, which is disappointing. But I can tell you I won't be deleting that audio. So if you ever want to, I guess, hear uh, his side of the conversation and then listen to my side of the conversation and, and then try to figure out how those match up, you contact me. I'll let you do it. It's. I have the files available, so let me know. But anyway, this week, my brother was here. My brother Ryan was back on, and we talked about rock climbing. Ryan's been climbing for um, quite a few years now. He took some time off, and he's back at it again, and he's writing a guidebook for the Wichita Mountains for bouldering. He's writing a guidebook for bouldering. And if you don't know what that is, he'll talk about it more in this episode, but it's pretty interesting. It's interesting stuff. If you don't know a lot about the Wishtop mountains or about rock climbing or anything in that realm, then this, um, well, this'll be new to you. So it was a lot of fun. Love talking to my brother. I hope you guys enjoy it too. Here it is. So, uh, well, yeah, why don't you just tell me what tell me what your plan is i know what your plan is but tell me tell me about this tell you again well tell me well other people are going to hear it too tell me about the guidebook and why you want to do it and what it is actually
1: okay well i started climbing in i don't know 2011 after i came back from basic training in the military and uh is that when you started i think so hmm. i think that's when i got back but you started
0: immediately after that
1: that's pretty cool. Like that was one of the things. I had a little journal while I was gone, and that was, I said, I'm, I'm going to climb mountains. And I figured what better place to start than a rock climbing gym.
0: Well, it's probably the place you should start instead <laughs> of just climbing mountains. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but shortly after that, um, I started climbing at uh, Rocktown in Oklahoma City. And then ended up working at working there and then working at the climbing gym in Norman, climb up when it opened. Um, and I didn't have very many, uh, climbing partners when I started because I'm, uh, when I'm out in public, I'm shy. So I didn't want to approach anybody about going outside and climbing, but yeah. I was like, I really want to go outside and climb, but all I know how to do is, uh, route climb. I only know how to climb with a rope. And I knew about bouldering, but uh, Rocktown in Oklahoma City didn't really... They had one tiny little bouldering room, so it wasn't... Explain
0: that, that too. Most people don't know what bouldering is. I yes. think bouldering is like jumping from one big rock to the other. That's what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, so a uh, general picture everybody gets of rock climbing is you've got two people. One person's on the ground holding the rope. The other person's climbing. And if the person that's climbing falls, the person at the bottom catches them with a rope. So that's rock climbing or uh, sport climbing um, or top roping. Um, The The other stuff
0: you see in movies.
1: Yeah, like uh, Cliffhanger and yeah, well Cliffhanger uh, was like no ropes. He was (laughs) he was
0: free soloing for whatever reason.
1: The opening scene to Vertical Limit, then. (laughs) Oh, that (laughs) that's like the worst example of climbing (laughs) ever. Uh, But one a lot of people have seen, I think. Um, The other version is bouldering. So. Sport climbing and top roping those go up you know upward any like thirty feet to you know thousands of feet um Bouldering is usually between five and five and twenty five feet most of the time um but there's no ropes you just carry around uh these crash pads with you, which are like uh glorified folding twin size mattresses that you lay out on the ground that way if you fall um you land on those and don't break your your legs your ankles or your wrists
0: it really is like the size of a mattress too
1: yeah, yeah i've s- slept on it before it's, you don't have to have a you don't have to have a blow-up mattress when you go camping if you have a crash pad That's a good
0: point you know what i should have slept on your crash pad when <laughs> i was instead sleeping on the hard ground <laughs> the last ground. time we went
1: probably been warmer too you should have too yeah <laughs> i don't ever think about it when i'm out there
0: no you're just like waking <laughs> up saying i've slept on a rock last night What could I have slept on instead? (laughs) Oh, there's
1: a crash pad in the car. $200 foam mattress I purchased for myself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so with bouldering, you don't really need a... You don't need a partner. I mean, it's always good to have someone with you when you're doing a dangerous activity. Um, But uh, so I bought two crash pads and I started heading out to the Wichita Mountains um, and finding bouldering on my own. Um, When I started... Climbing, um, it was very quickly apparent that the Wichita Mountains here had a um, really rich history of traditional climbing, where you place protection and gear as you go while you carry your rope, Um, and then um, also some sport climbing, where there are already bolts that are drilled into the, the rock and you attach to those as you go up but nobody and there was guidebooks for that you know people had made those to where they're like this right here this is a route this is how you get to it and all of that so that was easy to find but again I didn't have a partner and you need a partner for all of those so um I went out to to go and try bouldering but nobody had ever um made a bouldering guidebook for it there's plenty of you know five to twenty five uh, foot tall boulders out there uh, but nobody had done it so um there's some stuff online on uh, mountainproject.com which is like a open source you know guidebook where anybody can put stuff that they find and have other people go and climb it very simple um, website too like a basic yeah. looking website yeah it's like uh dos all yeah it it's is. like it's from the early 90s <laughs> yeah like we don't need an update <laughs> um but, yeah, there was uh, very little stuff, so I uh, took it upon myself uh, that I was like, I'm going to find, I'm going to search the whole entire, you know, 3,000 acres and uh, see if I can't find all the stuff I can do and then make a list of all of the stuff that I can't do um, and then try to make a, a guidebook out of it. And that decision I made, like, back in 2015. Um but then took a long hiatus from climbing for about (laughs) three years and have just recently gotten back into it to finish that up.
0: Yeah, and I remember asking you, I've asked you for a while if you're going to get back into climbing, I feel like for a long time you weren't sure.
1: Yeah, uh, it was a uh, love-hate relationship. It's, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I think it would compare it to any other kind of... uh, (gasps) a competitive sport almost where you can get really sometimes you're really passionate about it and you wanna you're just like, Oh, this is the only thing I wanna do. Um and then when you're not improving or if you're not getting and you can't spend enough of your time doing that activity, it just kind of wrecks your your mental health almost. Yeah. Um and that's kinda where I got with that. I was I was getting hurt all the time because I was climbing too much and not resting ever um and when i would go outside um i just wasn't feeling anymore i just really burned myself out on it so what got back
0: what got you back into it then because now you seem pretty motivated again was it just taking the time off
1: <laughs> i think the the time off really helped but this time around like i have a um a life build up on, or a life built up so it's uh Last time, or last time I was climbing, it was just everything was about the climbing and I didn't really care about work. I didn't really care if I had a, an income or if I had uh, any other obligations or anything else to do. It was the only thing I was focusing on. Like now I have a, a good job. I make uh, decent money and um, have like a, a small life formed, you know, where I have, I guess, the political or the normal term would be, uh, having my shit together. So is it the normal term or is know. it the <laughs> <laughs> the millennial term? I don't know. Um, but, um, so now that I, I don't know, I just have, I have the money to, to go out there whenever I want. Um, and I also, I love what I'm doing right now, but I also have the self discipline to say, okay, I'm only going to go climb three days a week. I'm, Anytime I felt like I was overdoing it this time, I, I, I'm able to just stop. I don't know if it's just because I'm older and I'm like, well, if I hurt, get hurt today, I'm going to have to take three weeks off and that's probably not worth it. Um, but I also, the guidebook before seemed daunting, like I, it was impossible to do. Um, and this time around, I broke it up into small sections on stuff I have to, I have to do and it seems possible, I guess.
0: Well, cause you don't even have to do all of it. Right. And like that could go on forever. If you're trying to figure out different things you could climb, we well, can climb anything. You can find a way to yeah. climb it. So it's like, if you think about it like that, you, 15 years from now, you can say it's almost done. It's almost done. It's uh, 800 pages and, uh, we're going to get it out there.
1: Yeah. And that was, uh, I was just thinking about that the other day is that one of my worries is, um, it's not, it's not complete. Or how do I know when it's done? And I think this time around, I've already have like a hundred and I think it was 180 problems is what I have right now. So that's instead of climbs, you call them problems. Um, and for me right now, that's enough. If I can just get pictures of everything, descriptions of everything um, and get that laid out. And then once I have the, the chunk done, the plan is to just kind of feel it out and say, "Well, do I want? Th- I still have this other stuff I want to look at. Do I want to go look at that and postpone it anymore, or do we just want to release edition one? And there can always no. be edition four, five, six, seven, eight. I mean, there've been uh, there's been guidebooks for the Appalachian Trail for sixty years, and the one that you buy today isn't the one that b- was bought the first time. So, because
0: sure, people discover new things, they see new things that you maybe wouldn't have."
1: yeah I think the uh, more important to me now is uh the climbing community in Oklahoma is young and I think the important thing for me now is I just want to get it out there so that people can start enjoying what I would call little there is uh, at this time
0: oh what's a lot then seems like there's a I don't
1: know the um some guidebooks for like uh Horseshoe Canyon Ranch in Arkansas has it's like 400 boulder problems um, but people have been climbing there for specifically bouldering for like 20 years. Um, and that's a large community of people, multiple people, you know, hundreds of people probably putting up problems and telling the, the main guy that wrote that guy, book Cole Fennell, um, you know, oh, found a new problem. You put it in the, the next book and he's already done two or three, uh, books just on that place. So. Uh, I think you. 180 for one person, I think is, uh, well, not just for me, because there's plenty of stuff in there other people have found that have put online and that I've uh, put together all and to wrapped into one. But, but you're still I'd doing say, that work. You yeah. still have to do the
0: work that they're not.
1: I'd say for just, I'd say for just uh, maybe a dozen people that have gone out there and done some bouldering that we've come up with 180 problems in a place that's in the middle of the American Great Plains desert, pretty much. Is pretty impressive
0: yeah i think that's awesome how many people out are out there right now climbing that you know of that are like that go out there frequently to climb Are is there anybody or is it something that was <coughs> more in the past and just isn't happening much anymore
1: for bouldering um, or
0: climbing just like sport climbing
1: i think for for the traditional climbing sport climbing and that stuff there's still a lot of people that are going uh, especially climbing season really outdoor season really starts like this month because the temperatures are gonna be good. You don't wanna be yeah. climbing when it's 95 out, but when it you know, gets 65 and lower than that, I mean, that's fantastic for, uh, for climbing. So, but for bouldering, I still feel like it's not, uh, the number is very low because all they have is that little, If unless you know me or somebody else that I've climbed outside with frequently, you don't know the vast amount of bouldering that's out there aside from what's online or what I've put online.
0: Yeah, but why has nobody else gone out there and just looked around?
1: I think it's because when you get out there, it's just obviously a, a daunting project to put together all of it. Because you can easily go out there and see, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff out here. But then when you if you start, if you sit down and think about it, you're like, how many times am I going to have to drive from Oklahoma City to to Lawton and take a you know the hour and a half drive, hike, hike around, clean clean boulders off uh climb them name them write them down take a picture of them and then do that for you know 200 or 300 different boulders It's your yeah. how, many you've time. how many times have you been out there how many times have you been out there alone the <laughs> the trip log that i have uh where i have all of my pictures and everything i think it's like it's 67 trips Man, which, i mean some of them are one day trips some have been three day trips so i mean some just specifically to go down there for that but i mean looking at like 150 or 200 days probably that's a lot yeah (laughs) i'm getting ready to go every weekend this fall into the spring too so when's
0: that happening though i thought you were already going to be doing that
1: well so last week it was too warm we went the weekend before that it was pretty dang warm outside
0: could have been worse but yeah it was definitely not it wasn't like comfortable
1: yeah. So, uh but starting this weekend I work uh early on Saturday, but I'll be going out there uh through Sunday and then the next weekend is a 3-day weekend. Be gone Friday night through Monday morning.
0: Are you excited?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, that's what I'm looking forward to. Normally I look forward to like I don't know getting off work and going home, but now I'm looking forward all the way to Saturday or the weekend. Yeah. To so go out there. I got a plan of attack. That's good. We're ready to go forward. Yeah. So explain what it,
0: because now you've sort of explained what it means to boulder, but to put up a boulder problem, what does that mean? I think that's um, for other people. They're just looking at a rock, but what does it mean to put up a problem?
1: Yeah. So like the. uh, So basically, I mean, the first thing you're you're gonna find a boulder that looks cool, so. Climbers like uh, overhangs, you know. Um, not just uh, uh, we're looking for something other than like a milk dead sitting in a, a wheat field. Basically, <laughs> looking for a, a cool boulder that where it juts out and half of it's overhanging for at uh, 45 degrees, you know. Um, really <coughs> cool looking holds. Um, but I mean, the reality of it is, you you just find a boulder. Um, you kind of you get up close to it. You like you start hugging it you like, you're looking for a little, uh, edges and crimps on the rug. <laughs> okay. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if, uh, I'm sure if somebody had walked or if somebody just was like a fly on the wall sometimes when I found a boulder for the first time and they're seeing the way that I'm like holding on to it and just walking up and like rubbing it, they'd probably think I was some kind of, uh, instead of a tree hugger, a, a boulder hugger. You're I like know. I
0: am one with nature.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just. You get on there, you start looking for uh, different holds. Um, you start cleaning them off, so uh, if there's bits of rock that look like they're just going to fall off, you you know, you're checking to see if, uh, if there, it's just crumbly or if you need to get the top layer off until you get to the, the solid layer. Um, and then you pick a place where you think it starts, which is usually the, the lowest point on the boulder, um, and then wherever, however you get to the top from there
0: have you ever set a problem where you knew you couldn't climb it
1: yeah so uh,
0: so but how does that work if you can't you know you can't (laughs) climb it but you know it might be possible
1: yeah so i mean uh that's what you'd call the project or the the praj the praj Um, (laughs) is that a thing yeah so uh i've clean there's been several times where i've uh, cleaned something up and looked at it and said like, wow, that looks really cool. But those holds are way too small for me to hold right now. So some, And then sometimes I'll try stuff and actually end up being able to do it. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, but uh, there have been... Uh, a clear marker for the, the Wichitas is uh, razor-thin crimps. So Like a crimp is just a really small ledge. Uh, so sometimes if you imagine like the top of a door jamb... I mean, um, that's, that's what we call like a one pad crimp. It covers that first, that first part of your finger. Mm. Um, and then, but the Wichita is known for these little razor blade type crimps. So, I mean, you're talking just the very, very tip of your finger. And so a lot of those, like if you watch professional climbers climb or, um, even just like the really good people at your gym, sometimes, you know, you'll see people be able to pull down on those and pull some really hard moves on them. Um, but sometimes some of those really hard problems that I find that I can't do, or it's basically just a bunch of set of those. So
0: where, you know, you could do it. Somebody could do it. It's just like having the strength to do it.
1: Yeah. It's almost like telling a football player, like, or if you're watching football and you're like, uh, you know, if you can touch a pass, you can catch a pass. Oh,
0: I love that.
1: Yeah. So it's the same thing with bouldering. Like if the holds are there, it is possible. You just haven't, either you can't do it or somebody else, um, or you need to find somebody else who can so that's another big part of like i i'd like to list those in the book too they're really cool projects that i found that i can't do in hopes that somebody will find them do them contact me back saying i did this this is how hard i think it is second edition of the book hey this isn't a project anymore uh jay sheldon sent it and said it was a, that's a right B12. he did yeah so yeah because can't. it's too too daunting a task to do for one man it's possible Your guidebook, people I used to think the guy that did the guidebook needed to be the guy that climbed everything, but in reality, like you were saying, it's a, um, it's a large task and you're really just the person that needs to take in all the information, put it out in an easy to read form. Yeah.
0: And let other people help it evolve. I mean, I remember a long time ago, there was this book called the Film Festival Survival Guide. And I think they did three editions. They were all the same idea, but it's just like, you know, he went to new film festivals and had new experiences and new advice for people. So there was another book that came out that was same idea, same title, just like edition two. <laughs> Here's how to navigate film festivals. And yeah. So I feel like that's the same thing. Like you, you put out what you have when it's a good amount, but then, yeah, it can always change and evolve. Otherwise, you'll die working on
1: it yeah and no one will ever get to see it yeah, and yeah i'm
0: like oh my god where did where what where was this oh he had the only edition it was <laughs> on his computer <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's a microsoft word file and yeah just uh it's, a it's a got over there here pictures. yeah i guess we could publish it now that would be kind of cool though you die and then <laughs> they find your work <laughs> it's a post uh, humus, uh yeah publication
0: so it's always like for artists and and other people who have like become really famous after they die
1: maybe i'll sell more sell more copies that way
0: maybe but how angry would you be if you're like in heaven or wherever looking <laughs> down going i
1: really should have published that sooner <laughs> yeah look how they'd love it they'd love it they <laughs> are eating it up <laughs> i should have known oh, dang it <laughs> so what's your goal with
0: climbing after that's done then because right now you have a purpose you're trying to write something you're trying to make something what about just climbing
1: I don't know I like to I've never really climbed at an actual climbing place uh, outside of the state of Oklahoma so I went to I've gone to Horseshoe Canyon Ranch and did some and sport climbing there on a couple of different occasions um, but I've never really been anywhere else so I like to go to Colorado and do some bouldering I like to, there's other countries like there's Rocklands and uh, South Africa it's like world famous and it was only found like 10 years ago South um, Africa, I feel like
0: South Af- Africa's been there for more than 10 years <laughs>
1: <laughs> bouldering oh bouldering <laughs> um, but I actually do some traveling and climbing because I feel like once I've it's almost like uh, when you play uh, a career builder on a, a sports video game you start out oh, yeah. like in the lower levels like you gotta leave your mark on your own home turf before you get to move on to international travel yeah you, know? you get
0: known where you're at like the the best street ball player
1: yeah like when i was so when i was younger and i first started climbing my favorite uh boulderer was jimmy webb and jimmy webb is from uh the dirty south the mississippi and all that and so he put up down there they have, uh, kind of like they do in Tulsa, where there's sandstone bouldering, like, by the river. So, like, you'll, if you're around the area where the river cuts through, you know, if you go up, you know, away from there, where the river used to cut through, sometimes there's just these freestanding um, uh, sandstone boulders. Um, or along, like, the riverbanks there and stuff. And he was putting up these really hard problems down in um, the southeast uh, United States um and start putting out these really crappy like wild boys quality videos of him climbing these <laughs> oh, really hard problems cool. and uh, eventually like all of the uh climbing retailers were like all right let's sponsor this guy and now like his job is just he travels the world but first before he did anything else he you know left his mark on the place where he, he grew up sure but do you want
0: that? Do you want to be like a climber, climber, like
1: a paid oh, no. climber,
0: or you just want to climb?
1: I just want to climb on my my own time. I mean, honestly, like after this, I might just like retire. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> retire on top and then come cause... out of retirement like everybody else. Yeah, it's just like uh, I I don't think there's enough. There's always a possibility uh, uh. there could be enough time for me to uh, get that strong or that good at climbing. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it would be worth my my personal time because I don't know if my my overall goal isn't to climb like the hardest grades like V15 and stuff like that. But I'd just like to be able to climb some the really solid classic climbs everywhere I went. So like, yeah, it'd be like a you know <coughs> V7 to <a> V11, <laughs> Sorry. which I know those grades probably don't make sense to the people I'm we're talking to. But well, do you want to explain them? Sure. So, like the bouldering grading scale goes from V zero to I think now V seventeen. And when I stopped climbing five years ago, it stopped at V fifteen. And like that was V six, V sixteen. Like people were saying, like there might be something that hard. Now it's gone all the way up to V seventeen. Basically, the um, the higher the number gets, the harder the climb gets. Yes. Yeah, so give
0: an idea of like what, tell people what a V zero would be. A V zero would like. be
1: like a. Um, like walking up a ladder basically there's the holds you see are just they're massive you can get your whole hand into them and and stand up it's like almost uh, guaranteed to be straight and vertical or even lean forward a little bit um and then basically the farther up that line you get so the smaller the holes are going to get the more overhanging the thing that you're on is probably going to get um and yeah just smaller and smaller and smaller and the the Moves get harder and harder
0: Yeah I would encourage anybody who hasn't watched Any climbing videos to just look up The good stuff It will probably be like the, the most viewed Like the first results are going to be like Big climbers yeah. but It's so much fun to watch I
1: would uh, say if you look up uh, Like Jimmy Webb uh, Rocklands And just watch some of the stuff they're climbing there Because it'll It'll probably be anywhere from like V12 to V15 that they're looking at. But some of the stuff they do, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I could do that if I kept at the pace I'm going. and Eventually, I'd probably be able to do that problem. Yeah. And sometimes I look at the stuff they're doing and I'm saying, no chance in hell I'm ever <laughs> going to be able to hold on to that. <laughs> or I don't want to. Sometimes what the stuff they have to do like to forward their own careers just looks painful and, and gross. Well, almost. yeah, and you're
0: also not able to dedicate as much time as some other people like yeah i mean some people that is their life that is what they do it's where mm-hmm. all their time goes
1: yeah if i would have found climbing it uh when we were kids like when i was 12 probably be i'd probably be living in a van down by yosemite right now and that would be i wouldn't wouldn't have went to college but like i guarantee you that's what i would have been doing
0: it's not too late yeah. <laughs> send back that degree and buy a van
1: yeah give me a refund yeah, like, can I get all the money back I spent? I will give you this piece of paper back if you give me my seventy thousand dollars. That'd be a good trade. I'd do it. I, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people <laughs> will quit their jobs pretty quick.
0: Yeah, but you already got the education, so that you—that's hard to. Uh, that's going to be hard to do. Hard to persuade them.
1: One-time federal student loan refund. Yeah. And when you hand it back, the thing that you hand it back through in the wall is just a paper shredder. <laughs> <laughs> And then he put that
0: in and out the other side, is just cash. Just
1: out. <laughs> it prints cash on the other side. <laughs> is this cash made out of my diploma? Yes. Like, oh, that's fun. That's,
0: oh, look, you see little bits of my diploma in there.
1: Yeah, oh, there's my neat. signature. Okay, I
0: see it. Uh, I, yeah. I'm glad I went to college, but I'm also glad that I didn't have to go into debt to go to college. Yeah, it's a good thing. Some people pay that. 120 300,000. i mean the insane prices for an education that's cody's the cody's a real winner in that one
1: why getting a um what is it uh a job no the <laughs> civil engineering degree oh yeah he but had... paid for it while he was going yeah so that's like that's oh, sort of what i did but I, I wasn't my
0: college wasn't as expensive but
1: yeah but the the world eats up engineers and oh
0: yeah throws money at them you're guaranteed a job Mm
1: -hmm.
0: sorry to any engineers listening that are saying i can't find a job (laughs) yeah it's unfortunate i just feel like that's (laughs) engineers like the way to go it's like starting salary is not bad at all
1: yeah like sixty thousand dollars guaranteed
0: yeah i want to be an engineer probably 90 because cody said he doesn't even have like He's hoping to switch jobs, but he's not doing he's much at work much. right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, like,
0: I'm like, I need that job. You pay me yeah. all that money. and am like, you don't even ask me to do anything. It's perfect health benefits too. Yeah. I mean, I get why you wouldn't want to be there because it's boring. Yeah. And you feel like you're dying inside. But yeah. but if you well, had a weekend with the right. money. <laughs> but if you had something else you wanted to do too, like, you know, even if it wasn't climbing, it was something else that was just occupi- occupying your mind during the day. Yeah.
1: Then it is like, that's the perfect job he's, he's got enough free time in there he'd probably be running a business out of his office at work
0: i know i've asked him before what are you gonna do like i'll go to lunch with him what are you gonna do this afternoon uh oh, watch youtube videos yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i get it because yeah. i've been there before too where you have a job where there's just not enough to do and yeah like well what do you want me to do it's
1: the worst kind of job
0: yeah yeah it sounds great when you're not doing it mm-hmm. everyone else is like what are, what are you complaining about like
1: it's Awful.
0: I just want to have purpose in my life. I don't yeah. I don't know, it's weird.
1: I sit in a tin cube lit by fluorescent lights for Ugh, 8 hours a day. Stop. Yeah, with old people that hate themselves. <laughs> yeah.
0: I no longer believe in the 40-hour work week, even though I'm someone who's always worked as much as I can.
1: It's not a It's different being at an office.
0: Yeah. Well, like, what do
1: you mean? I don't know. I think more if you could work from home, more people would work more. Yeah, maybe. I think some people, people, I think, we get nothing done. We will work fifty, fifty-two, sixty-hour work weeks. If they were just like, yeah, you can work from home. Some I think feel like sometimes some people would just sit at home and just do nothing but work for eighteen hours. Yeah, maybe. And I have a harder time working. Do nothing the next home. day.
0: That's true. <laughs> so yeah, I want if we're gonna do forty hours a week, I want two twenty-hour days, and then I want the rest of the week off. That's what I want to do. You wanted to be a firefighter. Is that what they, they don't do that that long? They
1: though. do. They do two I day, two or three days at the station. Yeah, I, I don't think you can
0: legally have them do twenty hour days. They're paid for the whole time they're there. Oh, that's right, because they sleep too, and mm-hmm. it's just like you they're working while closed. they're sleeping. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: the ultimate on call job. Well, nurses do like three twelves, and I'm like, I'd I'd be okay with three twelves. Twelve hours just seems. They're standing up a lot.
0: Yeah, but you're getting steps in. I don't know. It depends on what you're doing. Do I it. would, I would take that for four days off, though. Mm. Think about I'd rather Rather a firefighter, I would. Yeah, I would take that for yeah. sure. Anyway, we're way off topic, but <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's probably time because we gotta.
1: Yeah. So soon. selfless, selfless shout out. So uh, Instagram handle at Ryan Sheldow Woo! No N on the end of that. Uh, but there's a link on there to my blog spot for the bouldering guidebook. And then here pretty soon, there'll be refugebouldering.com, which will be the website for the guidebook. Which I just looked up and found out that uh, it's pretty unusual to have a your own website for your guidebook. Because uh, I couldn't find another one that had one. Is it? Everyone has a website for everything. I don't know. But I'm a, that's how I'm going to do it. Because it's going to, you're going to get the book... And there's going to be references back to the website if you need more more information because you can't put everything in a book. You can room. also
0: add stuff that just shows more of what the Wichita's have to offer sure. out, outside of bouldering, which would be cool.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, let me keep me updated, and I'll. You can either come here and talk about it more, Or I'll just plug it. I'll just I'll talk about it. Plug it.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On a different episode. <laughs> Give me a book review.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I read it. <laughs> uh, this is not sponsored because he yeah. has no money because nobody's <laughs> buying it. <Yeah. laughs> please, buy yeah, please buy a copy. Please buy a copy. It's great.
1: Yeah, I promise.
0: Okay, well, thanks. And I'll talk to you soon. Sweet. All right, bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. And I'm glad I got to do it. We actually did cut this one a little bit short because we went straight from recording to a stand-up show that he invited me to. So that was actually a lot of fun. We just had to we just had to cut the episode like I think five minutes short or something like that. But still worth it. I feel like uh, he was able to get all the information out there that he needs to, and he'll definitely come back when he gets closer to finishing this book, which hopefully will be I don't know. Within the year, or so. I I, I don't know how long it take, this stuff takes. Okay, I'm just I'm just rooting for him, trying to support him. Yeah. Also, I I'm not gonna apologize, but I just will point out my voice. I am sick, congested. But I, yeah, I also just feel I haven't felt well at all. So, you know, if you're listening to me talk and thinking I wish he'd stop, I'm sorry. Well, there you go. I did. Ap- I, I ended up apologizing anyway. So I'm sorry. Hopefully next week my voice will be better. And I feel like I've been sick a lot lately. But I'm gonna figure that out. Things are gonna be great. I'm gonna stay positive, and uh, I'm gonna figure out all these computer problems too. And next week is gonna be phenomenal. I don't even know what the episode is yet, but it's gonna be great. So thank you for showing up. I really appreciate it. It means more to me than you know because I've, I've already almost been doing this a year, which is crazy to me. And so anybody who's been listening for that length of time or even half that time, I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. And I'm just going to keep doing this even when it doesn't go well. But that's it for now. If you like this episode, please let me know. If you hated this episode, please let me know. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please let me know. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week.